Hello and welcome to the Fact and Suspicion Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, here with my co-host, Ben. Hello. And today we're going to discuss some cults. Oh, that sounds fun. I mean, nothing could go horrifically wrong there. Uh, don't don't count the chickens. Well, don't count the chickens yet, sir. Um, and there might have been a hint of sarcasm there, sir. Well, I have trouble picking up on that sometimes, you know. So uh, what, like Jonestown or something like that? Well, the new Jonestown. No, um, that I, I would like to do that one at some point. But no, we're going to. Uh, we have two different ones today. Um, we're going to start with the twelve tribes, okay. which is the less horrific of the two. I'm not familiar with that. Yes, you are. <laughs> I am. How am I? You you are. You just know them as the Yellow Deli Cult. Wait the the sandwich shop. In, the sandwich shop. Yeah, that's the one. Yep, that's a cult. That's a cult. Wait, how's a sandwich shop a cult? Now I'm they confused, they buddy. the the cult runs the business, sir. Okay, they run the business. Okay, well now you, you you've got you've got my curiosity peaked. I mean, I've gone by that sandwich shop a hundred times. Never stopped there, but I've, I've never eaten in there either. But I've heard they have very good sandwiches. So if any of you have. Uh, in your city, a restaurant called the Yellow Deli. Know that this is run by a cult known as the Twelve Tribes. And if you're eating there, maybe uh, give us a review in the comments because maybe we should check it out. Yeah, like you know what? Let's let's go eat there, and then maybe next week we'll give them an update about how the food was. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let's, let's horrific get into cult. The... Delicious sandwich. I mean, it, I'm they, not they, sa- it balances out. I think. I'm not saying they don't have some serious issues. They're just not as horrific as the next one we'll get to. Okay. Well, that's that's All good. Right. Let's talk about the 12 tribes. A sandwich cult. Yes. That should be good. Um, Now, the 12 tribes was founded in 1972 by a man named Elbert Gene Spriggs in Chattanooga, Tennessee. That just sounds like a cult leader's name. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Elbert Gene Spriggs. Mm -hmm. Now, it was founded in Chattanooga. Um, Like I said, we we were talking about, we're actually from near Chattanooga, so we know where the restaurant is here, but it is actually... Very widespread international at this point. Oh, really? So, yeah. It's not just, just around here. Now, uh, Spriggs was an Army veteran and a former teacher mm-hmm. and uh, a very religious upbringing. And the the cult actually got its start uh, with him working with a youth group that uh, they called the Light Brigade. The Light Brigade? Yeah. it's Like uh, from the poem? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Cringy name, but they uh, decided to call it that because they would always meet in this coffee shop called the Lighthouse. Ours is but to do and die. I mean, that that sounds like a creepy cult, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and they weren't even really a cult at this point, right? But um, the way that poem goes, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, they um, it, it did sort of evolve from just this, you know, youth group. Got together and talked about religion to where they actually uh, started living together communally. That does seem like a really good anthem for a cult, though. It is. Ours is not to reason why. Ours is but to do and die. The noble. How many was it? 600? I don't remember. I don't remember. It's been ages since I've read that thing. Yeah. And uh, a little Tennyson. Uh, But right, like I said, they started to live together communally. And while they were having their own religious meetings and. and living together, they actually started going to a church, a Presbyterian church together. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess the cult really got it start as its own religion when um, they went to church one day and it had been canceled for Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, this is this is not a true religion. So they start their own church group and their I mean, own religion. I can see where you might think that your religion's been watered down a little when it's been canceled due to Super Bowl. No, yeah, I completely understand, though. You won't have as many people skipping that particular service. I mean, 
my ass is going to be watching the Super Bowl, but yeah. If if I was uh, if I was a preacher, sir, I'd probably cancel services for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah, as well as any other big games. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's keep moving. So, like I said, they start um, the Vine Christian Community Church, which is just their own little private religious group for their youth group, and, and it starts to grow. And they start the first Yellow Deli restaurant in Chattanooga. And this is how they're supporting their their communal lifestyle. Oh, so we have the initial one near us. Well, not actually. The, the, the first one is closed. This is a new one that was reopened in 2008. They had to leave Chattanooga back oh, in, the, okay. in the 70s. Were they like run out or something? Sort of, yeah. Well, not necessarily run out, but they weren't welcome anymore. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, like I said, they, they started the Vine Christian Community Church. That was the original name for, well, after the Light Brigade became the Vine Christian Community Church. And um, they started to spread out. Uh, they would build um, a yellow deli in a new city, and then they would they would put a commune in that city as well to to run the restaurant and spread their religion in that ta- in that area. So they did live in communes. Yes, yeah, all of them live communally. Um, uh, maybe not all together, but they have separate communes each okay. for every business, right? Now, um, do they not hire anyone that's not part of the commune? No, no, you can't work. You cannot work in the yellow deli or any of their other. Other businesses, mm-hmm. if you're not a member of the church, living communally with them. Really? Yeah. Okay. And also, I guess it makes sense. When you join uh, them, you have to give all of your uh, wealth and possessions to the the group. Wow. That's pretty much par for the course. No, the it, it is. Yeah. Just, you know, just so everyone knows, you don't get to retain any of your own things. Unless you can hide it from them very well. I don't know. Uh, but like their beliefs are, are, are similar to very fundamental Christians. Uh, with some messianic Jewish uh, belief thrown in there, mm-hmm. um, they they try to obey you know the the law um, the way they dress like the Old uh, Testament. Uh, well, yes, yeah, they do. Though they're really more trying to um, rest- to create a church that is um, the way that it's described by Paul in Acts. Okay, they, they're wanting to return to that type of church, and uh, they believe that. Jesus can't return until Israel is actually restored, and they need to um, recreate the 12 tribes of Israel in 12 different locations around the globe, and they think that they're going to be these 12 tribes. What about the Jews? Yeah, they, 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 think, it's the, they think it's them. So they're the Jews? No. No, they just, they just think it's the, the, the these so new fundamental the, Christians are going to be the 12 tribes. Of okay, Israel. so it's, it's replacement theology. Yeah, re- yes, yeah, okay, pretty much. Gotcha. Yeah, they, um, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, uh, depending on like some denominations of Christianity believe that uh, when the Jews rejected Jesus, that the Christians effectively became his new chosen people. That's what replacement theology is. Um, also, yeah, and yeah, I hate he hate um, myself for knowing that. <laughs> well, um, they've also been accused of being rather anti-Semitic in their teachings, which I, I guess if you're wanting that's to, that's pretty par for the course. I guess if you're wanting to supplant the twelve tribes of Israel with yourselves, you have to be a bit anti-Semitic. Did they name right? themselves after the twelve tribes? Like, um, well, no, they just called the, group, the Gad twelve or tribes. An Asher there? No, no, they just called themselves the twelve tribes. But that, that is not at this point. At this point, they're still the Vine, uh, the Vine Community Church, the Vine Christian Community Church. Okay. Um, but as they start to spread out and uh, and their their group grows, their commune begins to grow. The Chattanooga community gets sort of disturbed by it because you know they 
they're saying, oh, this is a cult. And, you know, they're recruiting our kids and stuff. They don't like it, right? They think their kids have been brainwashed. And they're getting a lot of negative attention, negative media attention, a lot mm-hmm. of protests about them. Um, and they stay there for a while. But as this continues, they decide that they're going to leave Chattanooga and actually all of their other areas. And they move the entire uh, group to Island Pond, Vermont. Okay. And they any named, particular reason why they chose that location? Well, there had been a church that had invited Spriggs to come there and be their pastor, mm-hmm. uh, but he didn't want to become another church's pastor. But he did move his group there, and, and I think that church started to join in with them. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but yeah, they they renamed themselves the Northeast Kingdom Community Church at that point, um, in in Vermont. Now, um. One thing we should note, we should talk about now that we're in Vermont, is that this group has got a lot of allegations of child abuse against them. Um, now, this is not sexual abuse. I've never heard any allegations of sexual abuse uh, with the twelve tribes, but they um, they believe very strongly in corporal punishment. Okay, um, and they they actually you know <laughs> uh, want to go by the Bible and they use. Uh, use a rod to beat their children. So they're taking the whole spare the rods, pull yeah. the child thing pretty literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now more recently, I've so seen they beat children with rods. Yes. Okay. Fun yeah. That's, fun. that's the only way they did it was with a rod. Um, and I've, I've, I've seen some more modern interviews where they say it's like a, a thin plastic rod, kind of like a balloon stick. Oh, okay. That makes it much better. But all of the old allegations also, it was a wooden rod. So, I mean, at this point, Rod alone. No, no. I'm just saying. I, I think the wooden one could be, you know, is a lot stronger. Could hit a lot harder. I, I don't know. It, it depends. You don't do it either way. I just, I'm just trying to report what I've researched here. Okay. About what they do now. Here's where things get very sticky with this because in the twelve tribes, any adult can punish any child uh, without even telling their parents about it. So it's like. Uh, communal ownership of the children yes but it's more communal ownership of the punishment rather than just communal ownership of the children like like everyone helps raise the children but you still have your parents right Mm -hmm. but the problem is that someone that's not a parent can go beat this child with a rod for anything basically that is so counter to the typical instincts of a parent i don't even understand how like how brainwashed would you have to be to let someone else Beat your child without your without you even knowing about it. You'd have to be very brainwashed. I mean, to beat your child, period, is bad enough. But. Because I would take the rod to whoever did that. Yeah. At that point, and, and a few other things to them. But I mean, when you're so brainwashed mm-hmm. that you'll allow your child to be abused, that's that's pretty rough. That's very brainwashed. So you're pretty far gone. Now, and this is not just you know three licks or something, right? Uh, some of these reports of the beatings go on for hours. The hell? Hours. Yeah. Uh, how does that even work? I honestly do not understand it myself, but I know that they would do it. it seems like you'd beat a kid to death in that amount of time. I guess you have to take your time. Well, that's disturbing. It's very disturbing. Okay. And while they were in Vermont, there was one instance of a... Um, a higher member of the church actually uh, taking a 13 year old girl and stripping her down to her underwear and beating her with a rod for seven hours. 
Allegedly. Okay. You said there was no sexual shit going on. But I, at, at that point... Yes, I, I agree. Now, while I said there are no allegations of sexual abuse, I don't feel like if there's any way that you're doing this to a child, like, these guys are probably getting some sadistic sexual Yeah, that's from. what that sounds yeah. like. Uh, I'm not arguing that. I, I'm, I'm saying that is completely true. Um, I just don't want to mix up the... Allegations against these guys, against the allegations of sexual abuse against the next ones we're going to talk about. Because oh, it's a lot different. That sounds pleasant. Yeah. Uh, now, when this happened, the girl's father took her to the hospital and then went to the police when he found out about it. Um, so, thank my God, this guy didn't stay brainwashed, right? Right, right. Um, and there's you know an investigation launched into the uh, their church, their cult, whatever you call them. And... The police end up going into the commune, and they take 112 children. They take them away, and they're going to... Okay, so somebody has stepped in to help these kids. Yes. That's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm usually, like, I'm usually not a huge fan of taking children away from parents under most circumstances, but that seems pretty damn justifiable there. Well, let's talk about what happened here. Okay. They, they took away the children. They're going to go and inspect them all for signs of abuse. So maybe they can break up this cult, you know, get these children to safety, but there's a problem with it. Okay. Um, lots of members of the, the church, the commune, whatever you call them, they go to court, they go to the judge and they're, you know, Pleading their case, they're being, you know, very persuasive, I suppose, because the judge decides that the police, by taking all of these children, have overreached the scope of their warrant. And they have to return all the children before any of them are ever, you know, medically inspected. That's heartbreaking. It is. Because there's a good chance right here. And and what's, what's awful about that is that, I mean, anytime the parents are sanctioning the abuse, it makes it much more difficult for the, mm-hmm. the courts to do anything. Right. Now, now, I forgot to say, this was in 1984 uh, when this raid on that community happens. But maybe there are protections today in place that would prevent that. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. But I do know that the allegations, it's not limited to this one time. Obviously, mm-hmm. these have come out for a long, long time. And even today, they'll admit they're still they still use corporal punishment. But... Um, maybe it's toned down now, or maybe they're just good at covering it up. I don't know. Um, but there's more than just that. Um, the, the tribes would try to hide children from their parents. Um, now this is something that would happen later on once they started to expand again. Um, because they did after they in Vermont for a while, they started to expand again as the, as they prospered some more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they went across the U.S. And, and international, right? But let's say they get a hold of some children, right? Like there have been instances of like uh, one parent joining the the community, mm-hmm. but the other parent doesn't. And the other parent's trying to save their kids from this cult. Yeah. Right? Well, in a lot of cases, they'll take these kids and send them to another city in another state or even another country to hide them from that parent. Oh, that's horrific. I would be furious. It's very, very bad. There's even one instance where a couple had split up and the dad was taking care of the kids and he just gave them to the 12 tribes. And the mom had to go try to find them 
And it was, it was oh, very, very, was very horrific. Yeah. And in other cases, they'll take siblings and split them up. Like, you know, a brother and sister could be in different states, you know, so they're, they don't have that. They don't want them to have that, um, that relationship with each other to lean on. They want it to they want kind of break, break them, them down. Yeah. Well, it actually Spriggs has said, uh, well, I say has had said in the past that the reason that they want to beat these children is they want to break their spirit by the time they're four years old, because that's the only way they'll be a, a good Christian. Break their spirit by the time yeah. they're four? Mm-hmm. Those words came out of his fucking mouth. Yep. What a twisted son of a bitch. Oh, yeah, he's he's evil. He's evil. And you say the next one's worse? The next one's way worse than these guys, yeah. Okay, that sounds fun. Now, as... um. As I said, they start to expand again, and they're opening Yellow Delis again. They've they've got more businesses too. It's not just uh, the Yellow Deli. They um, they start some printing businesses, construction businesses, uh, farms. They they grow organic stuff on their farms. Uh, a lot of that's just you know for ingredients for the their delis, mm-hmm. uh, and they even produce cosmetics in one area. Um. Eventually, they even returned to Chattanooga. As I said, like 2008, they came back to Chattanooga and built another Yellow Deli. But, you know, there's a lot of other things they've done. Like, like we've mentioned the worst of it at this point, but there have been some other controversies I should mention, at least with this cult. Uh, for one, uh, for a while, they were producing cosmetics for Estee Lauder, big company, right? But Estee Lauder found out that there were children as young as 14 working uh Working to produce these. So it was basically a sweatshop? Basically, yeah, like a sweatshop. Now, there were adults, too. But there, were, there were kids just laboring in there, right? And Estee Lauder, like, just broke off with them completely. Yeah. Uh, obviously, as anyone would. But again, you know, they're, they're making these kids work. And and that's a good example of, of what they do with these kids. They don't give How them... How do they even get away with that legally? I think it's just because it's a religious issue. It's, I mean, it's not because their employees are not paid. They probably have a parent in are there, there with them. Are there religious exemptions to child labor laws? No, but let's say you know, I know that there are agricultural exemptions, but or, even those are just minor. Like you can, like I think it's like a year younger, and you can pay them a little less. Well, I don't think of it as an, a religious exemption, but look at it this way: Let's say this kid's dad is in there working in that factory, mm-hmm. and the kid just is there with their dad, and they happen to be working at the time because dad's keeping an eye on them for eight hours. I, I'm not. It's a loophole. I mean, it's it's hard to happen to do anything for eight hours, right? right? Well, and again, you don't really have people reporting this either, though. Yeah. I mean, if the parents are fine with it, who's going to report it? Who's going to report it, yeah. But, but this is a good example of, like, when these kids are so young like that, they send them to work, right? They're, there's they, they, they do homeschooling. They teach them, but they don't teach them anything they need. They don't give them any critical thinking skills. They don't teach them the skills wow. they need to go out in the world and survive. I mean, that would be utterly counterproductive to the whole cult situation. It, obviously, it would, but it's an atrocity that these kids, they don't, you know, even if they escape, like, what are they going to do? They don't know how to live out in the world. They've got to learn all that on their own if they ever get out. So th- that's another big problem. Now, um, as we've said, they had some very anti-Semitic beliefs, mm-hmm. but um, it wasn't just, you know, they were just racist against Jewish people. Uh, that's usually how that works. I mean, According to some, uh, some of their documents, Spriggs has said that slavery was a marvelous opportunity for black people. Oh, dear God. Um, because they're supposed to be servants to whites, according to the Bible. And he's also said wait, that... Wait, wait, wait. Did I miss the part in the Bible where it talks about race relations between blacks and whites? Yeah, you know what? I never actually saw that in there myself. 
But apparently I mean, Spriggs did. Seems to be a book mostly about the whole Jewish people, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I believe that uh, Spriggs said that homosexuals deserve no less than death. So, they're very... So not exactly a progressive bunch. No, very closed-minded to anyone that's not the, uh, you know, straight white folk. Okay. Yeah. They've, uh, they've, got some, they've got some troubling beliefs, but still, I, to me, I find the, the beating the children to be the, by far the well, most yeah, disturbing thing. Yeah. Child abuse is probably worse than racism. Well, it definitely is, but I just I find it to be, you know, it's, oh, it, bothers, it bothers me a lot that they've done this to these kids. You probably wouldn't know that from Twitter, but. <laughs> now, um, as I said, they've, they've expanded a lot over the years. They're all over the world at this point. They've got a lot of membership. There are yellow delis all over the place. You, you should look at the website. All the Do you know how many there are? Off the top of your head? I don't know exactly how many there are. I could go to their website and try to count all the locations up, but I don't know if their website's up to date on it. Are we talking less than 100? Less than 100, yeah. Okay. But I'd I say there's at least 30 okay. more yellow delis. Plus, they have a lot of other businesses, right? When you say all over the world, you mean outside of the States, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, they're, they're in several European countries. Okay, and uh, and South America as well. I did not know that. Right. Yeah, so they're they're all over the place now. Um, Gene Spriggs died. Well, now I feel like because we said at the first maybe we'd go eat there, but now I feel bad about giving these people money. Yeah, exactly right. Though I'm I'm so curious, man. I am too, but like if I thought that that sandwich I was eating was going to like the money I paid for it was going to abuse a child, like I. No, I completely agree with you on that. Maybe, maybe we could go. Maybe, in maybe and we just get like a glass of tea or something and. Okay, fair enough. And just kind of spy on them for a few minutes. Maybe I could justify that. Yeah. Um, now, Gene Spriggs died in January of 2021. But That's a shame. The 12 Tribe seems to be going strong still. Do you um, know who took over? No, I've been trying to find out who the new leader is. I can't. Maybe they're just ruled by like a council of their elders. I, at this I wonder point. if that could mean that there's some sort of like internal power struggle going on. There could be. Though... I mean, you remember what happened with Scientology after oh, Elrond yeah. Hubbard's death? Yeah, yeah. Like, those people went to war. Mm-hmm. But in all the articles I can find, I can only find that Spriggs died. I can't find anyone taking over. And uh, I have went all over their official website and can't find anything about any leadership either. Um, it's hard to say. Uh, now, they're still around. Um, the allegations of child abuse don't come out nearly as often, so maybe that's toned down. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I have seen you know more recent interviews from the '90s where they're talking about you know we use a balloon stick now, but that's reassuring. I just I feel like they probably still do it. Like that was such an ingrained belief in them, right? Yeah, I can't imagine how it would be different now. Like, how do you go from communal abuse of children to uh, perfectly progressive on that issue? Yeah, I don't think you can. I don't think honestly, I don't think most cults really change that much. You know, I mean, I, I mean you could look at. Any Again, I think that's them. one of those things that would be counterproductive to the whole cult atmosphere. Yeah, right. changing going on. Mm-hmm. And even if you decide to change, how do you do it without, you know, when you're so spread out, when you have no, you know, direct supervision over all your other communes? How yeah. do you make things change there? That's a good question. Now, I think it's just more of an issue of, I mean, I feel like it's an issue of no one reporting it because, you know, these parents are going to report it, right? Yeah, right. Because they believe in what they're doing. They're brainwashed. And here I thought it was just a sandwich shop with a pretty cool sign out front. No, you know, I've heard a lot of people say they thought that the 
that they were hell and harmless, this particular cult. That yeah. does not sound harmless. No, no. If, if they didn't beat their kids, I'd say, yeah, they're probably kind of harmless. I mean, they might take people's money and stuff. I mean, like, I, maybe that's when they're comparing it to other cults. Right. Yeah. Well, no, because some other cults have done a lot worse stuff than this. Like, if you're comparing it to, like, what's the one where they thought they were going to the spaceship? Heaven's uh, Gate. Heaven's Gate. Yeah. At least all of them did that of their own volition. That's true. It's not like Jonestown, Jonestown where they yeah. were forced to drink yeah. cyanide. Yeah. Now, I would like to note, though, that um, a lot, a lot, uh, there's not that many of them, so I should say a lot, uh, a handful of people who've left this cult, even some more senior members, have accused Spriggs of not living the way he preaches. Well, that would be really surprising, then. He had his own house that he lived in away from everyone else with televisions and fancy clothes. You mean a cult leader? exploiting the funds and resources of his own flock to shocking isn't it to live a high lifestyle shocking that that's really surprising daniel i mean you wouldn't expect that out of like a decent cult leader no you would not i I do wonder at this one though how they managed to get as much of a population as they had i mean i just don't see the draw of of going to live communally and working in this deli? You don't, but you're not their target demographic. That's true. That's very true. That's very true. And um, I, you know, honestly, it's it's sad, but I think it's true that you know there are probably a lot of people in there that are there just because they have some sadistic thing about hurting kids. That you know, because obviously when kids are getting beat for three, four, seven hours at a time, God, that's horrific. There's something more than punishment going on there, obviously. Right. And even if um, if Spriggs didn't necessarily share those feelings himself, he obviously thought that these children deserved to be treated that way. Yeah, yeah. And it's just. I uh, mean, this twisted. is the same dude that said that he wanted to break their spirit by break four. their spirit mm-hmm. to to make them a good servant of God. Yeah, I'm sure that was the reason. It, it's sickening, um, but of, of all the cults I've researched, this is one of the tamer ones, actually. And I, mean, I can understand scary. that, but that's just relative to the other, relative how to the fucked other up ones. other yeah. cults are. So. No, there's some, there's some pretty bad ones out there. Like the next one? Like the next one. Okay. Which brings us to the children of God. Now, do you recall hearing about this one? They're currently called the why Family you, International. Why don't you do that again? Oh, yeah. So I can, because like you barely took a breath from the end of that last one. I got uh, you. You ready? Mm-hmm. And that brings us to our next cult, the Children of God. Uh, you chose another one I'm not familiar with, um, unless they own a, a sandwich shop somewhere that I've passed by. Well, they're currently known as the Family International, uh, but but mostly you know through media they've been known as the Children of God, most mm-hmm. most famously. Um, but I guess the the one thing that uh, the reason a lot of people know about this cult is that um, the the family of River Phoenix and Joaquin Phoenix was once a part of this cult and they escaped. Oh, really? Yeah, when, they, when, they're, when they're, their kids were little children. Okay. And um, also, uh, Rose McGowan, the actress, when she was a child, her family was a part of this cult that also escaped. So does it, does it target a lot of celebrities, kind of like Scientology did? No, no, they, they weren't celebrities at the time. Okay. There's happen, you happen to have a few celebrities that have come from, you know, former members of this cult. And um, I I knew about this cult a long time ago because I was always I was always really interested in the death of River Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always sort of an interesting case about how he overdosed and was carried out of the club and 
Wasn't that one of those cases where a lot of people saw him dying and didn't help him? I'm I mean, say, maybe I have that confused. Not necessarily. Else. No, I mean, um, I mean, they they called the police, but but he was somehow there. There was a lot of conjecture about how he was taken outside the club. Like someone carried him outside the club when he started overdosing. Oh, okay, but it's hard to say if there was any real, you know, someone just trying to cover it up, or if they were trying to get him out of there so they could see what was going on. It's hard to say. Right, right. They did call the ambulance, but you know. But that's not related to the cult. Not related to the cult. No, just the fact that he was a member of it or he, when he was a little child and, and, um, and his family escaped. But let's actually talk about the children of God. This was founded by a man named David Berg. Doesn't have his, doesn't have quite the ring to it that the last guy did. No, no, but he is so much more evil. Like it doesn't scream cult leader like the other one did. No, but this man is, is pure evil. I assure you. Sounds fun. Um, now let's talk about Berg and where he came from. Uh, he came from a, a long line of very committed Christians uh, that worked as pastors, evangelists, stuff like that, ministers. Mm-hmm. Um, his mother was an evangelist, um, very, very conservative, very fundamental, um, but she was very well known. Uh-huh. And um, something happened, though, with Berg, because when he was a small child, he was sexually abused by a nanny. Now, uh, his mom got rid of the nanny immediately. Right. But being so religious and, you know, at the, the period of time, they really didn't get him any sort of mental help. So because of that, he was sexually assaulted by the nanny mm-hmm. and they just fired her. Just fired her. Yeah. They didn't contact the authorities. Nope. Just just fired her. OK. Th- this story should end well. Oh, this that's just, you know, that's not all of the trauma that he dealt with either, uh, because as he was growing up. Um, and Berg, you know, started to do what maturing boys do. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Uh, his mother caught him multiple times and she would always do things to humiliate him. Like, Oh, there's a good way to scar yeah. a kid. Like drag him out in front of the family, um, you know, and she's starting to cut off his hands or whatever else he would touch himself with, stuff like that. It's pretty vicious. What was wrong with this bitch? Um, well, she was a very fundamental evangelist. Like that is... That is as, as easy a way as I can think of to fuck a kid up for life. Yeah. yeah. So this this guy had a lot of trauma. Now, I just want to set up the scene and kind of so people can understand that. You're explaining, not excusing. I'm not excusing. There's no excuse for what this man did. Okay. Uh, but I do want to say that this is sort of what set the stage for him to do. what he I think doing. our audience is smart enough to yeah. understand the distinction between the explanation. Yeah. I just, I just want to, everyone to know I would never defend this man for anything he's ever done. Now, moving on, um, as Berg got older, he started to work in ministry as well. Okay. Worked in several different ministries, was fired from some. Um, and eventually, he and his wife in 1968 found the Teens for Christ in California. Uh-huh. Basically, just hippie Christianity, right? You know, they he, he's keeping all his very fundamental views. Um, you know, he was you know anti-homosexual, anti-abortion. He uh, he had very strong beliefs about not teaching evolution in schools, mm-hmm. and he just sort of mixed this with the hippie counterculture. And you know, it's, that seems like an odd and, mix, man. Well, wait till you hear what else they mix with it. Uh-huh. And, and this really wasn't in there yet, right? But um. But they make this group, and 
That was in 68. Now, in 1969, he takes them on the road, and they start founding colonies in different cities, and that's when they become the children of God. Okay. But with his fundamental Christianity and his uh, the counterculture vibes with that, he also mixes in lots of sex. As you do. Yeah, he, 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 um, he teaches that that sex should bring you closer to God. And, and I'm guess sex with him particularly brings you even closer to God somehow. Yeah, I don't know that he actually said that, but not that he didn't participate in those right. type of things. But uh, I don't know that he ever actually said that. But some of the, some really twisted stuff he would say is like, you know, when, when you're having sexual relations, you should imagine Jesus joining in with you. But to be very careful not to have any homosexual interactions with Jesus right, in your right. imagination. At any rate, it's 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 messed up. Now, I want to go back though, and and because Jesus can participate in orgies, just as long as he doesn't touch another guy, right? right. As long as there's no sword fighting going on. And we laugh, but we're about to get something that's really terrible. So, well, get uh, the humor out of the way. To backtrack a little bit, though, um, he starts all this, but from a young age, um, he's sexually abusing his daughters. Oh. Um, yeah, he starts when the older one's seven. And um, and this just continues. Just to be clear, you're not talking like just physical abuse, are you? No. No. Oh, He's um, doing anything and everything he wants. Can we go like one episode without some poor abused child? Well, we, we I think the last episode we did. Did we? With the, the con artist. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And I... And, and this is, it's just, it's bad because as, you know, the cult grows, he continues to do this. And um, now in 1970, he divorced his wife and married a woman named Karen Zerby, um, who is just really bought into his theology. And, um, you know, by the 70s, you know, this group has grown to, you know, over 10,000 members by some reports. And they're all over the globe as well. They've, they've started colonies everywhere. Uh, when you say that these colonies that he was forming, what he just start them and then leave someone in charge yeah. and then move on? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, they had a very, and this is probably why they grew so quickly, uh, they had a very interesting method of spreading the word. It was something Berg came up with called flirty fishing. The hell? He would send out uh, young female members. I, I don't mean underage at this point, but like, you know, young attractive like, women, attractive women, members out into the world to go and have sex with people to recruit them. So sex for Jesus. Yep. And bring them back and have them join oh, the cult. More like prostitution for Jesus, I suppose. It does seem that way, doesn't it? And, you know, it wasn't just Berg that was abusing young girls within there though. Like, like there were all kinds of adult males that are constantly pursuing these young 12 year old girls and stuff within the, oh, within the colonies. And it's just, it's a really terrible situation for kids. And there, there are documents, there's literature that they put out and letters that Berg has written where he, you know, encourages children to be sexually molested from a young age. Okay. 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 What do you mean by encouraged it? Well, he says like, that. What was his uh, just? Like, what what was his twisted logic here? Well, he thinks that you know sexual activity is very spiritual and brings you closer to Jesus, so they should start that with children when they're young. Oh, it's really terrible. So now um, we're f-ing kids for Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's well. That's what he's telling them. 
And, you know, I'd like to say these people were just brainwashed, but I, I think you just have a lot of pedophiles that went in this group. That sounds you know? like about right, yes. Now, I mean, if you didn't have a bunch of pedophiles to start with, that's certain to attract them. Oh, for sure, right? I mean, open no, season on 12-year-olds. But they do try to keep that under wraps, obviously, so like the world at large doesn't know about it. So maybe that many of them weren't coming. I don't know. I don't know if they just knew where to find these people or what, but it's... It's disturbing as hell. Cult leaders are usually really good about knowing their demographic. Right. Now, um, his wife, Karen Zerby, like the, known in the cult as Mother Maria, um, actually had a, a son with another man. And the boy's name was Ricky Rodriguez. And um, Berg decides to like make an example of how to raise this kid with him being sexually abused from a young age to show that you know this is how to make a perfect servant of God. And uh, this kid was just tortured. He was poor like kid. Sexual and physical abuse. Yeah. Well, mostly just sexual abuse. Yeah. Now um, I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah, it was. It's, was part um, of it because he was upset that she'd had a kid with no, another man? No, no, no. He um, he just thought this was how you should raise a kid. Obviously, it was all about like free sex and stuff. They could have sex with whoever in there they wanted to. So he didn't mind that she had a baby with another man. It was just now. Um, as I said, you know there was the the flirty fishing um, stuff like that. In 1978, they end up renaming the group to the Family of Love. A disturbing name for what's going on there. Yep. But they do start losing membership at this point because, you know, people are finding out like, like it's, it's, um, you know, some of your, your more entry level members don't know about this child abuse stuff, right? They're, these are just the guys that they've been there for a while. Right. You know, they know about it and they're, they're pursuing these girls. They uh, came because they got laid. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, you have like families that come in too, right? Like I said, like with, um, with Joaquin Phoenix's family, right? They come in, they see stuff, and then they, they got to get out, you know? Yeah. Um, but people also, you know, they disagree with the flirty fishing. Like, like some people didn't even know about the child abuse, but they know about the flirty fishing, and they think this is a big problem, so they got to get out of there, right? And um, Berg responds to that, but he actually dismisses hundreds of people in leadership positions. Um, but it doesn't seem to be like, to like just anyone who disagreed with the... No, no, I don't think it's the people that disagree. I think it's it's people that he, he's, he's dismissing them to make it look better to the bigger population of the group in, in, oh, in general. Okay, okay. If you know what I'm saying? Um, just like to, to regain some favor among the members and keep... So pretending like he was trying to, to get rid of some of the worst yeah, actors? But but obviously that's not happening because you know, Berg's still doing it himself. Right. right. Um, so I'm guessing at this point he's not making it known widely... That he thinks sexually abusing children from a young age is a good idea? It it is known within the group, but from my understanding of it, is like if you're lower level within their group, you you don't know about that. Okay. You have to have been there for a while until they try to indoctrinate you into it. Like, um, there was a an interview with this one guy I saw that like um, you know, they were part of this cult and they thought, you know, they they were they really believed in the Christianity and the, you know, the 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 love of everybody together and living as a commune. Right. And then one day someone approaches him wanting to have sex with a 13 year old girl. And he's like, uh, go fuck yourself. We're out. Yeah. And we're done. Yeah. Uh, so stuff like that happens, you know, in here, like, like people find out and they, and they get out and, and they spread the word to people start to find out about it. Um, I mean, but, that, that makes putting, finding out about Zeno seem, uh, yeah, 
seem pretty mild by comparison. Exactly, right? Like Scientology, you find out what's going on there, and you're like, eh. it's kind of fucking weird. But it's weird, but it's nothing compared to what these dudes. No really. children are yeah. being molested, so. Um, so, like, as I said, people find out about this. By 1985, Berg sends out a uh, a document across his church uh, denouncing and banning any sexual contact between adults and minors. Um, I mean, a few years too late, I suppose. Right. Well, firstly, like it, it is such a problem that you have to send this document out. Yep. To start with. Secondly... Like, what kind of congregation do you have that that's needed? Right. Secondly, I mean... He's still doing it, right? Right. And I, I don't think it ever really stops. I think this is just, again, for appearances, right? Because at this point, he's not getting rid of the people that are doing it. You know, like this he's just is trying to on. appease the people who are disturbed. Right. Like you've got the same people in charge at all of these colonies. It's going to keep going. Right. 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 It's, it's, not, it's, it's not stopping anything. I mean, it's almost like the pedophilia will continue until you get mm-hmm. rid of the pedophiles. Yeah. Berg did all kinds of sick stuff. Like he would have um, have young underage girls like do nude dances and stuff for the whole group. Oh, dear and and in colonies where he wasn't there, they'd videotape it and send it to him, right? And then Berg would like send out a request for I want that girl to come be a part of my household. And at the time, these girls don't know what's about Wait, to happen. When you say his household, is that what he referred to his particular branch of the cult yeah, as? Yeah, yeah. Or did like, they serve as like servants inside his? No, no, no. It's like like his branch of the cult, like his his area, right? Okay. But um, but he basically he takes them in, and then he proceeds to have a sexual relationship with them. He even did this with his own granddaughter. Oh dear God! Yeah. And uh, when she like rejected him and wouldn't let him touch her, uh, he made this example of her and had her punished severely. What does that entail? Do I want to know what that entails? Oh, well, you know, like isolation, beating, um. You know, people like just constantly telling her that, you know, she's going against God's will, stuff like that. It, it, it gave her severe, severe emotional scarring. Torture and gaslighting, basically. Torture and gaslighting. Yeah. And this was 12-year-old girl, 12, 13-year-old girl they were doing this to. And, you know, if, you, if you're willing to rape your own granddaughter, you'll do anything. But, like, to on top of that, when she, like makes you stop and you basically destroy her entire life with this punishment. Like what kind of evil, sick person does this, this take? Oh God. I, I, I don't know. I mean, a, a horrific one. One with no moral compass whatsoever. None whatsoever. Or a very twisted one in any man, in any rate. Now, um, this keeps going on. Like by, by 1989, they shortened the name just to the family. Um, and then Berg dies in Portugal in 1994. Was it slow and painful? Not that I know of. Just natural causes, seems like. What what disturbs me the most about this is this guy like got away with that for forever. Yeah, like, like he went. He and, never you know, faced consequences. Never faced any consequences for this crap. And like it really bothers me. Like I, I wish we could bring him back to life so we could torture the dude. Yeah. You know, like uh, what years did this happen in? Well, this started in the 70s, right? And and uh, Berg didn't die until 94. Now, the cult's still going strong now. Uh, his wife, Karen Zerby, Mother Maria, she took over as leader after he died. Um, and they, they stopped going by the family, started going by the Family International. And she's done a lot to distance them from the, the sexual abuse. abuse. Um, I don't know that if she's really tried to stop it. I can hope that she has. 
but she's really trying to push away from that and make it something different, at least in public opinion. I mean, this sounds like a pedophile got a position of power and just used it to abuse as many children as possible. Well, he created a position of power so that he could do that. And, and it's messed up. Now, another thing I want to mention about this, though, is that a lot of children who have come out of this cult, they're so scarred and, you know, have so many mental and emotional issues after this. I mean, and they don't know how to how survive in the world. Not? That They just, they don't make it when they get out. You know, a lot of them die young, uh, suicide. Well, it's a cult, for one. Like, all of the skills that you would learn to, to, to get by in life are basically intentionally kept from you to keep you indoctrinated. Right. Uh, no critical thinking skills. I mean, my guess is you don't really learn, uh, you don't even learn so much as a trade, much less get a proper education. Right. So everything you would need to have any upward mobility in society is intentionally kept from you. Yeah. And then on top of that, add the horrific psychological and physical abuse. And I mean, Now, if you will remember, I mentioned... Um, the child that Karen Zerby had that uh, that Berg was raising, Ricky Rodriguez, and the one that he's trying to hold up on this pedestal. He's wanting to, he's abusing this kid from a young age to make him this great leader of their church. Right. And um, you know, this kid he he gets out, you know, when he's an adult, and he has so many issues from it. And in uh, in two thousand five, he he goes back and he's trying to. He doesn't rejoin, but he. He goes in, he's trying to find his mother because, from what I can tell, he wants to kill his mother and he wants to find his half-sister and get her out of there. And he never can locate them. But he ends up finding one of his former nannies who had abused him and he murders her. And then he commits suicide shortly thereafter. Oh, dear God. Um, I mean, it's a sad story, but that that actually got a lot of more media attention aimed in at the, well, the Family International at that point. And you know, people have really. When he found this woman, had did did she had? Do you know if do we know if she had any other instances of child abuse since then? Like had she been in prison or anything like that? No, I, I, I'm sure she hadn't been in prison because this was you know she well, was part just, of the cult, right? Well, oh, was she? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't. This, I she didn't, was one of his nannies within the cult, like okay, one of the I people that, that. that that was there and was abusing him, you know, by and allowing him to be abused by okay. whoever. Right? I thought this was pre-cult. Okay, no, no, okay. no, no. This was. I mean, he was born into the cult. Ah, okay. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So, um, yeah, so he ends up, um, you know, murdering this this woman, one of his caretakers, and uh, and then he kills himself after. It's it's, it's a terrible story, but it it illustrates, you know, what this does to people, you know? And even the the people that make it out of there after having been abused, you know, like, as I said, I don't, I'm not trying to say that, make an excuse for why someone abuses a child but they are they're creating more abusers right well, of course yeah it's, and this is like it's a vicious cycle but they've done it to so many kids in this 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 particular group it just sounds like a hell dude I don't it know. is it is this is honestly to me this is probably the worst cult uh i mean one of the worst i've heard of i mean the child abuse alone puts it on a different level yeah yeah, I mean, there was no mass suicide or anything with this one, but it's... I mean, honestly, I wish the adults had just went ahead and done that. Well, yeah, as long as they let the kids the children, go, right? Jesus. Yeah. But this is just, it's a group where it's, you know, there's no, there's no positives to it, it seems like, at all. 
I mean, you know? th- there are rarely any positives to cults worth. No, but I mean, I think a lot mentioning. of people. I think a lot of people when they join a cult, they do find a sense of community and family that they may have been lacking. Right, but that's usually them being manipulated. It and is indoctrinated. But, but, I, do but think, I at least understand what you say. What you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I mean, some cults though. I feel like if they don't harm their members or other people, it's probably harmless for you know. It, for people to join and feel like they've got a place. Right. right. But the, I mean, the ones we're going to look at, you know, we're never going to look at one that does that because there's, there's no like crime element to it. Right. But I feel like this to me of the cults I've researched, this, this is the worst of them to me. Jesus. Uh, now, now some people could say that the Jim Jones's group, I mean, it's a, because they, I mean, they, there was, there's a lot of but the, the, murder know, and stuff there, but like the murder is terrible. But my, my understanding is that there wasn't like ritual child abuse. No. No. In Jonestown. Mm-mm. I mean, this seemed to be a cult designed for and by pedophiles. Yes. Yes, that I completely agree with that. Berg was obviously a pedophile before he started. He was abusing his own daughters and just built uh, this environment where it's it's normal. And it's he got okay. away with that his entire life. Yeah, got away with his whole life. Jesus. Nothing ever happened to this man. And that's that's the worst part of it, right? How can this go on forever and this guy not be caught? Obviously, they, they were investigated. I think it's just a testament to how insulated cults can be. And they were investigated multiple times, but with no one, you know, no real evidence, no the thing you know, is parents with cults, that were covered up. The thing is, with cults, often the very victims are the ones defending it. Yep. Brainwashed. So there's not, just not a lot that the justice system can do. Completely brainwashed. And if the parents are denying any sexual abuse of the children, what are they going to do? Nothing. Nothing. But yeah, that's that pretty much covers the children of God. Oh, dear God. That was... That was horrific. It was. It was. And you're right. That That's a little worse than the Yellow Deli. Mm-hmm. That's why... So we covered, and in, uh, in some of these you'll see this is two different episodes, but we've covered like the, the Yellow Deli cult, which is known as the Twelve Tribes, and... The um, and the children of God and two of them, but like to compare and contrast, I would say the Yellow Deli, while not one of the tamest ones, they were they had child abuse as well, but it was like it was like physical abuse and it was very wrong. But there, to me, there's no way it's as scarring as anything that these kids went through in the children of God, right? No, God, no, no, yeah. But at any rate, that about wraps that one up. Uh, I want to get off of this because this one is too depressing to spend too much time on. Um, we hope you have um, enjoyed the episode, found it informative. Uh, we'd love it if you could like and subscribe to our podcast. Maybe tell a friend, tell anyone about us. Leave us a comment on YouTube. Leave us a review on iTunes. Any way you can interact with us, we'd appreciate it. It would help. Yeah. And we'll see you next week.